Exile, Chapter 5, Unholy Ally In no hurry to stand before his outraged mother, Dinan wandered slowly toward the anteroom in House Duarden's chapel. Matron Malice had called for him, and he could not refuse the summons. He found Verna and Maya in the corridor beyond the ornate doors, similarly tentative. "'What is it about?' Dinan asked his sisters in the silent handcode. "'Matron Malice has been with Breeze and Shanane all the day,' Verna's hands replied. "'Planning another expedition in search of Drizzt.' Dinan motioned half-heartedly, not liking the idea that he would no doubt be included in such plans. The two females did not miss their brother's disdainful scowl. "'Was it really so terrible?' Maya asked. "'Breeza would say little about it.' "'Her severed fingers and torn whip revealed much,' Verna put in, a wry smile crossing her face as she motioned. Verna, like every other sibling of House to Arden, had little love for her eldest sister.' No agreeing smile spread on Dinan's face as he remembered his encounter with Drizzt. "'You witnessed our brother's prowess when he lived among us,' Dinan's hands replied. "'His skills have improved tenfold in his years outside the city.' "'But what was he like?' Verna asked, obviously intrigued by Drizzt's ability to survive. Ever since the patrol had returned with the report that Drizzt was still alive, Verna had secretly hoped that she could see her younger brother again.' They had shared a father, so it was said, and Verna held more sympathy for Driz than was wise, given Malice's feelings for him. Noticing her excited expression and remembering his own humiliation at Driz's hands, Dinan cast a disapproving scowl at her. "'Fear not, dear sister,' Dinan's hand said quickly. "'If Malice sends you out into the wilds this time, as I suspect she will, you will see all of Driz that you wish to see, and more.' Dinan clapped his hands together for emphasis as he ended, and he strode right between the two females and through the anteroom door. "'Your brother has forgotten how to knock,' Matron Malice said to Breeza and Shanane, who stood at her sides. Ryzen, kneeling before the throne, looked up over his shoulder to see Dinan. "'I did not give you permission to lift your eyes!' Malice screamed at the patron. She pounded her fist on the arm of her great throne, and Ryzen fell down to his belly in fear. Malice's next words carried the strength of a spell. "'Gravel!' she commanded, and Ryzen crawled to her feet. Malice extended her hand to the male, all the while looking straight at Dinan. The elder boy did not miss his mother's point. "'Kiss!' she said to Ryzen, and he quickly began lavishing kisses onto her extended hand. "'Stand!' Malice issued her third command. Ryzen got about halfway to his feet before the matron punched him squarely in the face, dropping him to a heap on the stone floor. "'If you move, I shall kill you,' Malice promised, and Ryzen lay perfectly still, not doubting her in the least.' Dinan knew that the continued show had been more for his benefit than for Ryzen's. Still, unblinking, Malice eyed him. "'You have failed me,' she said at length. Dinan accepted the berating without argument, without even daring to breathe until Malice turned sharply on Breeza. "'And you!' Malice shouted. Six trained drow warriors beside you, and you, a high priestess, could not bring Drizzt back to me?' Breeza clenched and unclenched the weakened fingers that Malice had magically restored to her hand. Seven against one!' 
Malice ranted, and you came running back with tales of doom. I will get him, matron mother, Maya promised as she took her place beside Shanane. Malice looked to Verna, but the second daughter was more reluctant to make her grand claims. You speak boldly, Dinan said to Maya. Immediately, Malice's disbelieving grimace fell upon him in a harsh reminder that it was not his place to speak. But Breeza promptly completed Dinan's thoughts. Too boldly, she growled. Malice's gaze descended upon her on cue, but Breeza was a high priestess in the favor of the Spider Queen and was well within her rights to speak. You know nothing of our younger brother, Breeza went on, speaking as much to Malice as to Maya. He's only a male, Maya retorted. I would... You would be cut down, Breeza yelled. Hold your foolish words and empty promises, youngest sister. Out in the tunnels beyond Menzaberanzen, Drizzt would kill you with little effort. Malice listened intently to it all. She had heard Breeze's account of the meeting with Drizzt several times, and she knew enough about her oldest daughter's courage and powers to understand that Breeze did not speak falsely. Maya backed down from the confrontation, not wanting any part of a feud with Breeze. Could you defeat him? Malice asked Breeze. Now that you better understand what he has become. In response, Breeze flexed her wounded hand again. It would be several ten days before she regained full use of the replaced fingers. Or you, Malice asked Dinan, understanding Breeze's pointed gesture as a conclusive answer. Dinan fidgeted about, not knowing how to respond to his volatile mother. The truth might put him at odds with Malice, but a lie surely would land him back in the tunnels against his brother. "'Speak truly with me,' Malice roared. "'Do you wish another hunt for Drizzt so that you may regain my favor? "'I—' Dinan stuttered. Then he lowered his eyes defensively. Malice put a detection spell on his reply. Dinan realized she would know if he had lied to her or not. "'No,' he said flatly. "'Even at the cost of your favor, matron mother, "'I do not wish to go out after Drizzt again.' "'Maya and Verna, even Shanane, "'started in surprise at the honest response, "'thinking nothing could be worse than a matron mother's wrath. "'Breeza, though, nodded in agreement, "'for she, too, had seen as much of Drizzt as she cared to see. "'Malice did not miss the significance of her daughter's motion. "'Your pardon, matron mother,' Dinan went on, trying desperately to heal any ill feelings he had stirred. I have seen Drizzt in combat. He took me down too easily, as I believe that no foe ever would. He defeated Breeza fairly, and I have never seen her beaten. I do not wish to hunt my brother again, for I fear that the result would only bring more anger to you and more trouble to House to Arden. You are afraid? Malice asked slyly. Dinan nodded. And I know that I would only disappoint you again, matron mother. In the tunnels that he names his home, Drizzt is beyond my skills. I cannot hope to outdo him. I can accept such cowardice in a male, Malice said coldly. Dinan, with no recourse, accepted the insult stoically. But you are a high priestess of Loth. Malice taunted Breeza. Certainly a rogue male is not beyond the powers that the Spider Queen has given to you. Hear Dinan's words, my matron, Breeza replied. Loth is with you, Shanane shouted at her. 
But Drizzt is beyond the Spider Queen, Breeza snapped back. I fear that Dinan speaks the truth for all of us. We cannot catch Drizzt out there. The wilds of the Underdark are his domain, where we are only strangers. Then what are we to do? Maya grumbled. Malice rested back in her throne and put her sharp chin in her palm. She had coaxed Dinan under the weight of a threat, and yet he still declared that he would not willingly venture after Drizzt, Breeza, ambitious and powerful, and in the full favor of Loth, even if House Duarden and Matron Malice were not, came back without her prized whip and the fingers on one hand. Charlaxel and his band of rogues? Verna offered, seeing her mother's dilemma. Breaking the Earth has been of value to us for many years. The mercenary leader will not agree, Malice replied, for she had tried to hire the soldier of fortune for the endeavor years before. Every member of Bregendiath abides by the decisions of Jarlaxel, and all of the wealth we possess will not tempt him. I suspect that Jarlaxel is under the strict orders of Matron Benray. Drizzt is our problem, and we are charged by the Spider Queen with correcting that problem. If you command me to go, I shall, Dinan spoke out. I fear only that I will disappoint you, Matron Mother. I do not fear Driz Blades or death itself if it is in service to you. Dinan had read his mother's dark mood well enough to know that she had no intention of sending him back out after Drizzt, and he thought himself wise in being so generous when it didn't cost him anything. I thank you, my son, Malice beamed at him, Dinan had to hold his snicker back when he noticed all three of his sisters glaring at him. "'Now leave us,' Malice continued condescendingly, stealing Dinan's moment. "'We have business that does not concern a male.' Dinan bowed low and swept through the door. His sisters took note of how easily Malice had stolen the proud spring from his step. "'I will remember your words.' Malice said wryly, enjoying the power play and the silent applause. Dinan paused, his hands on the handle of the ornate door. One day you will prove your loyalty to me. Do not doubt. All five of the high priestesses laughed at Dinan's back as he rushed out of the room. On the floor, Ryzen found himself in quite a dangerous dilemma. Malice had set Dinan away, saying in essence that males had no right to remain in the room. Yet Malice had not given Ryzen permission to move. He planted his feet and fingers against the stone, ready to spring away in an instant. "'Are you still here?' Malice shrieked at him. Ryzen bolted for the door. "'Hold!' Malice cried at him, her words once again empowered by a magical spell. Ryzen stopped suddenly against his better judgment and unable to resist the dwomer of Matron Malice's spell. "'I did not give you permission to move!' Malice screamed behind him. "'But!' Ryzen started to protest. "'Take him!' Malice commanded her two youngest daughters, and Verna and Maya rushed over and roughly grabbed Ryzen. "'Put him in the dungeon cell!' Malice instructed them. "'Keep him alive. We will need him later.' Verna and Maya hauled the trembling male out of the anteroom, Ryzen did not dare offer any resistance. "'You have a plan,' Shinane said to Malice. As Sinefei, the matron mother of House Sunet, the newest Duarden had learned to see purpose in every action. 
She knew the duties of a matron mother well, and understood that Malice's outburst against Ryzen, who had in fact done nothing wrong, was more of a calculated design than a true outrage. "'I agree with your assessment,' Malice said to Breeza. "'Drist has gone beyond us.' "'But by the words of Matron Benray herself, we must not fail,' Breeza reminded her mother. "'Your seat on the ruling council must be strengthened at all cost.' "'We shall not fail,' Shanane said to Breeza, eyeing Malice all the while. Another wry look came across Malice's face as Shanane continued. "'In ten years of battle against House Huarten,' she said, "'I've come to understand the methods of matron Malice. "'Your mother will find a way to catch Drizzt,' she paused, "'noting her mother's widening smile. "'Or has she, perhaps, already found a way?' "'We shall see,' Malice purred, her confidence growing in her former rival's decree of respect. "'We shall see.' More than two hundred commoners of House Duarden milled about the great chapel, excitedly exchanging rumors of the coming events. Commoners were rarely allowed in this sacred place, only on the high holidays of Loth or in communal prayer before a battle.' Yet there were no expectations among them of an impending war, and this was no holy day on the drow calendar. Din and Duarden, also anxious and excited, moved about the crowd, settling dark elves into rows and seats circling the raised central dais. Being only a male, Dinan did not partake in the ceremony at the altar, and Matron Malice had told him nothing of her plans. From the instructions she had given him, though— Dinan knew that the results of this day's events would prove critical to the future of his family. He was the chant leader. He would continually move throughout the assembly, leading the commoners in the appropriate verses to the Spider Queen. Dinan had played this role often before, but this time Matron Malice had warned him that if a single voice called out incorrectly, Dinan's life would be forfeit. Still, another fact disturbed the elder boy of House Duarden. He was normally accompanied in the chapel duties by another male noble of the house, Malice's present mate. Ryzen had not been seen since that day when the whole family had gathered in the anteroom. Dinan suspected that Ryzen's reign as patron soon would come to a crashing end. It was no secret that Matron Malice had given previous males to Loth. When all of the commoners were seated, magical red lights began to glow softly all about the room. The illumination increased gradually, allowing the gathered dark elves to comfortably shift their dual-purpose eyes from the infrared spectrum into the realm of light. Misty vapors rolled out from under the seats, hugged the floor, and rose in curling wisps. Dinan led the crowd in a low hum, the calling of Matron Malice. Malice appeared at the top of the room's domed ceiling, her arms outstretched and the folds of her spider-emblazoned black robes whipping about in an enchanted breeze. She descended slowly, turning complete circuits to survey the gathering, and to let them look upon the splendor that was their matron mother. When Malice alighted on the central dais, Breeza and Shanane appeared on the ceiling, floating down in similar fashion. They landed and took their place, Breeza at the cloth-covered case off to the side of the spider-shaped sacrificial table, and Shanane behind matron Malice. Malice clapped her hands, and the humming stopped abruptly. Eight braziers lining the central dais roared to life, their flames' brightness less painful to the sensitive drow eyes in the red, misenshrouded glow. 
Enter, my daughters, Malice cried, and all heads turned to the chapel's main doors. Verna and Maya came in with Ryzen, sluggish and apparently drugged, supported between them and a casket floating in the air behind them. Dinan, among others, thought that this was an odd arrangement. He could assume, he supposed, that Ryzen was to be sacrificed, but he'd never heard of a coffin being brought into a ceremony. The youngest Duarden daughters moved up to the central dais and quickly strapped Ryzen down to the sacrificial table. Shanane intercepted the floating casket and guided it to a position off to the side opposite Breeza. "'Call to the handmaiden!' Malice cried, and Dinan immediately sent the gathering into a desired chant. The braziers roared higher. Malice and the other high priestesses prodded the crowd on with magical enhancements and shouts of key words in the summoning. A sudden wind came up from nowhere, it seemed, and whipped the mist into a frenzied dance. The flames of all eight braziers shot out in high lines over Malice and the others, joining in a furious burst above the center of the circular platform. The braziers puffed once in a unified explosion, throwing the last of their flames into the summoning, then burned low as the lines of the fire rolled together in a gathered ball and became a singular pillar of flame. The commoners gasped but continued their chanting as the pillar rolled through the colors of the spectrum, gradually cooling until the flames were no more. In their place stood a tentacled creature, taller than a drow elf and resembling a half-melted candle with elongated, drooping facial features. All the crowd recognized the being, though few commoners had ever actually seen one before, except perhaps in the illustrations in the clerical books. All in attendance knew well enough the importance of this gathering at that moment, for no drow could possibly miss the significance of the presence of a yoklaw, the personal handmaiden of Loth. "'Greetings, handmaiden,' Malice said loudly. "'Blessed is Dermon Nasher's Baronin for your presence.' The Auklaw surveyed the gathering for a long while, surprised that House Duarden had issued such a summons. Matron Malice was not in the favor of Loth. Only the high priestesses felt the telepathic question. "'Why dare you call to me?' "'To right our wrongs,' Malice cried out loud, drawing the whole of the gathering into the tense moment. "'To regain the favor of your mistress, the favor that is the only purpose of our existence!' Malice looked pointedly at Dinan, and he began to correct the song, the highest song of praise to the Spider Queen. "'I am pleased by your display, matron Malice,' came the Auklaw's thoughts this time directed solely at Malice. "'But you know that this gathering does nothing to aid in your peril.' "'This is but the beginning,' Malice answered mentally, confident that the handmaiden could read her every thought. The matron took comfort in that knowledge, for she held faith that her desires to regain the favor of Loth were sincere. "'My youngest son has wronged the Spider-Queen,' He must pay for his deeds. The other high priestesses, excluded from the telepathic conversation, joined in the Song of Loth. Drizduarden lives, the Auklaw reminded Malice, and he is not in your custody. That shall soon be corrected, Malice promised. What 
do you desire of me? Zinkala, Malice cried aloud. The Akla awed backward, momentarily stunned by the boldness of the request. Malice held her ground, determined that her plan would not fail. Around her, the other priestesses held their breath, fully realizing that the moment of triumph or disaster was upon them. "'It is our highest gift,' came the Yawclaw's thoughts. "'Given rarely even to matrons in the favor of the Spider Queen. "'And you, who have not pleased Loth, dare to ask for Zinkala?' "'It is right and fitting,' Malice replied. "'Then aloud, needing the support of her family, she cried,' Let my youngest son learn the folly of his ways and the power of the enemies that he has made. Let my son witness the horrible glory of Loth revealed so that he will fall to his knees and beg forgiveness. Malice reverted to telepathic communication. Only then shall the spirit wraith drive a sword into his heart. The Yawclaw's eyes went blank and the creature fell into itself, seeking guidance from its home plane of existence. Many minutes, agonizing minutes to Matron Malice and all the hushed gathering, passed before the Yawclaw's thoughts came back. Have you the corpse? Malice signaled to Maya and Verna, and they rushed over to the casket and removed the stone lid. Dinan understood then that the box was not brought for Ryzen, but already was it occupied. An animated corpse crawled out of it and staggered over to Malice's side. It was badly decomposed, and many of its features had rotted away altogether. But Dinan and most of the others in the great chapel recognized it immediately. Zach Nefane Duarten, the legendary weapons master. Zingala. The Yawclaw asked, "'So that the weapons master you gave to the Spider Queen "'might correct the wrongs of the youngest son?' "'It is appropriate,' Malice replied. "'She sensed that the Yawclaw was pleased, as she had expected. "'Zachnafane, Drizzt's tutor, had helped to inspire the blasphemous attitudes "'that had ruined Drizzt.' Loth, the Queen of Chaos, enjoyed ironies, and to have this same Zach Nefane serve as executioner would inevitably please her. Zinkala requires great sacrifice, came the Yawclaw's demand. The creature looked over to the spider-shaped table where Ryzen lay oblivious to his surroundings. The Yawclaw seemed to frown, if such creatures could frown at the sight of such a pitiful sacrifice. The creature then turned back to Matron Malice and read her thoughts. Do continue, the Yawclaw prompted, suddenly very interested. Malice lifted her arms, beginning yet another song to Loth. She motioned to Shanane, who walked to the case behind Breeza and took out the ceremonial dagger, the most precious possession of House to Arden. Breeza flinched when she saw the newest sister handling this item. Its hilt the body of a spider with eight blade-like legs reaching down around it. For centuries it had been Breeza's place to drive the ceremonial dagger into the hearts of gifts to the Spider Queen. 
Shanain smirked at the eldest daughter as she walked away, sensing Breeze's anger. She joined Malice at the table beside Ryzen and moved the dagger out over the doomed patron's heart. Malice grabbed her hands to stop her. This time, I must do it, Malice explained to Shanane's dismay. Shanane looked back over her shoulder to see Breeza returning her smirk tenfold. Malice waited until the song had ended and the gathering remained absolutely silent as Malice alone began the proper chant. Taken prestus press, she began, both her hands ringing over the hilt of the deadly instrument. A moment later, Malice's chant neared completion and the dagger went up high, all the house tensed awaiting the movement of ecstasy, the savage giving to the foul spider queen. The dagger came down, but Malice turned it abruptly to the side and drove it instead into the heart of Shanane, matron Sinefei Hanet, her most hated rival. No, gasped Sinefei, but the deed was done. Eight blade legs grasped at the heart. Sinefei tried to speak, to cast a spell of healing on herself or a curse upon Malice, but only blood came out of her mouth. Gasping her last breaths, she fell forward over Ryzen. All the house erupted in screams of shock and joy as Malice tore the dagger out from under Sinefei Hanet and her enemy's heart along with it. Devious, Breeza screamed above the tumult, for even she had not known Malice's plans. Once again, Breeza was the eldest daughter of House Duarden, back in the position of honor that she so dearly craved. Devious, the Auklaw echoed in Malice's mind. Know that we are pleased. Behind the gruesome scene, the animated corpse fell limply to the floor. Malice looked at the handmaiden and understood. Put Zachnafade on the table, quickly, she instructed her youngest daughters. They scrambled about, roughly displacing Ryzen and Sinefei, and getting Zachnafade's body in place. Breeza, too, went into motion, carefully lining up the many jars of unguents that had been painstakingly prepared for this moment. Matron Malice's reputation as the finest salve maker in the city would be put to the test in this effort. Malice looked at the Yawclaw. Zinkala? she asked aloud. You have not regained the favor of Roth, came the telepathic reply, so powerfully that Malice was driven to her knees. Malice clutched at her hand, thinking it would explode from the building pressure. Gradually, the pain eased away. But you have pleased the Spider Queen this day, Malice Duarden. The Yawclaw explained. And it is agreed that your plan for your sacrilegious son are appropriate. Zincarla is granted. But no, it is your final chance, Matron Malice to Arden. Your greatest fears cannot begin to approach the truth of the consequences of failure. The Yawclaw disappeared in an explosion of fireball that rocked the chapel of House to Arden. Those gathered only rose to a higher frenzy at the bared power of the evil deity, and didn't led them again in a song of praise to Loth. Ten, ten days, 
came the final cry of the handmaiden, a voice so mighty that the lesser drow covered their ears and cowered on the floor. And so, for ten ten days, for seventy cycles of Narbondal, the daily time clock of Menzoberranzan, all of House Tuarthen gathered in the great chapel, Dinan and Risen leading the commoners in songs to the Spider Queen, while Malice and her daughters worked over Zachnafane's corpse with magical salves and combinations of powerful spells. The animation of a corpse was a simple spell for a priestess, but Zin Carla went far beyond that feat. Spirit Wraith, the undead result would be called, a zombie imbued with the skills of its former life and controlled by the matron mother appointed by Loth. It was the most precious of Loth's gifts, rarely asked for and even more rarely granted. For Zincarla, returning the spirit to the body was a risky practice indeed. Only through the sheer willpower of the enchanting priestess were the undead beings' desired skills kept separate from the unwanted memories and emotions. The edge of consciousness and control was a fine line to walk, even considering the mental discipline required of a high priestess. Furthermore, Loth only granted Zincarla for the completion of specific tasks, and stumbling from that fine line of discipline inevitably would result in failure." Loth was not merciful in the face of failure.